Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Hi, everyone. I'm Justin Trudeau. Hi, everyone. I love blackface. Hi. Hi, everyone. I pretend to be gay just to get votes. Justin Trudeau. The sunny ways are over, Trudeau. All right? You and your sunny ways and your fucking... Makes me sick to my stomach, Justin Trudeau. Quick, everyone. Quick, everybody. Into the sewer. Into the sewer. Quick, hide. The truckers are coming. The truckers are coming. Ah. Justin Trudeau. Well, the latest thing with this punk. He, uh invoked the War Measures Act or the Emergency Measures Act. In all due respect, it's just getting to the point with this pandemic that it's like hysteria, hyperbole, overreach, government overreach. And we have to come back to a sense of common sense, a common sense, a common understanding. A common decency. So while I don't quite know if it was the Emergencies Act or the War Measures Act, I've heard conflicting things about it. I heard on one hand people saying it was never invoked. But then I've heard people say that it was invoked during the FLQ terrorism situation of the 70s with uh, Trudeau Sr. I actually recall reading about that in high school. So on one hand, people are saying it's a unprecedented thing that's never been done in our history. And yet on the other hand, it has been. But then again, in that situation, it was literally during a terrorist terrorist um, situation with the FLQ. I really don't know. All I know is it's like I'm sick of the talk about it. And I'm sick of the governmental overreach and the sterile, academic, heady, cerebral fucking BS of it all. What about the common sense? In a democracy, you have a right to elected representation. That's what we agree upon. The society elects representatives to enact our wishes in parliamentary procedures to whatever, come up with the laws, enforce the laws, put forward the bills, speak to the voice of the people, elected representation. And when you don't agree with elected representation and the way your government's going, it is your right within a democracy to protest, peacefully protest. How else are you supposed to express your dislike for the things that go on in your society as a legitimate member, a tax-paying member, a voice in your society. We all have the right to voice our opinions. And if you don't like it, that's exactly how it is. You protest peacefully. You get your voice heard. You show up to the parliament. You show up to where you need to show up to and peacefully state your case in public. Hey, I want to be heard on this. That's like the definition of democracy. Wagwan! What's happening, y'all? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty. On this magnificent February 21st in the year of our Lord 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Oh, hey, how you doing? Good to be here with you, folks. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast, this is a show where I, you know, bitch, wine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer, shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Um, You know... We go on and on about the, you know, time to the time, current events, entertainment, the whole wackadoo, folks, the whole enchilada. You can't go wrong. 
The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, Janathan-Ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. (laughs) Truly. And if you're a returning guest of J.R. the P, if you know, if you don't know, if you may or may not know, oh, hell, maybe it's surmised. I am an actor extraordinaire. That's being the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. That's about right. Performing is in my blood. You know? It's probably a performer as a little spermazoid, come to think of it. You know, at the little sperm talent show, you know? Up on stage, you know? Hey, why did the one sperm cross the urethra to get into that, uh, you know, bitch's egg sac? <laughs> you know, the little sperm telling sperm jokes? It probably was. It's a little tadpole. And even to this day, 2022, not much has tamed, you know, sperm jokes, dick jokes. Young, dumb, full of cum, you know. truly is a blessing. And, you know, one thing that comes with the territory of being a performer, you know, memories. Got a lot of memories that you drum up, you know, a lot of, you know, reminiscences from the past. And I've been thinking lately, when I first got into the performing game, how romantic It was. I mean, it was really something, folks. A magical time in a young performer's life. Young actor, you know. I started strutting them boards at the ripe age of 14. Doing, like, you know, little video projects with my friends uh, in junior high. Then, you know, you go into high school and, you know, I was doing, like... um, high school plays, I was the star of the high school musicals many times, even though I couldn't sing. You know, I could fake sing to a song on beat, you know what I mean? But, you know, I was the, I was getting a lot of lead roles in the high school musicals. They even outed me, outed me as being a part of the drama club. I didn't know I signed up for it, right? I mean, it's one of those things I used to do in the DL, you know, not that I was particularly cool or popular, but... You know, I just kind of kept to myself. I knew people in different social groups at school, but I didn't really want to be too involved. You know, I had a lot of shit going on, you know, drinking, smoking, working full time. You know, I was pretty busy in high school, right? So, you know, getting drunk, high. So then, you know, I get the lead role in the musical. I think it was grade 11. Yeah, because in grade 10, I started off, um, you know, just as an underling. You know, they gave me some little crummy role in the high school play. Well, I fucking lit it up, right? So come next year, I'm one of the stars. You know, I had one of the lead roles. There were many people that made the production a success, of course. I mean, like, that's a politically correct thing to say. But suffice to say, I pretty much stole the show. Anyway, um, you know, I got, like, the lead role. And, you know, it's not just... um, Famous people that have, like, you know, drug and alcohol problems, personal crises, you know. You remember uh, fucking what's-his-tits there, uh, Christian Bale? Are you trashing my lights? Are you trashing my fucking lights? Get out of here, brother. Mate, get off my fucking set. You trashing my fucking lights, mate. You know, he's freaking out on the set of, I am Batman. You know, he's screaming like a banshee because some lowly electrician, some grunt, some grip. I guess he's fucking around with the lights and it really pissed him off. Christian Bale 
and he just flips his fucking wig. Are you trashing the lights? Are you trashing my lights? What the fuck? You know, he has like a onset meltdown, basically, right? Well, it's not just the rich and famous that do that. Connor was going through something myself in grade 11. I don't know what it is. Drunk and high every day, working full time, the pressures of life, family drama, type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. I was really going through it. Anyway, I was just really on the ropes. And I remember I went into the drama club one day. I'm like, hey, look, gang, I know this is going to break your heart, but I can't be in the musical. I can't go on. I want out of the high school musical. And all the kids are like, well, Jonathan, no, don't go. Jonathan, what are you doing? No, the the play, the show must go on. Jonathan, what are you doing to us? You're breaking up the drama club. Kidding. It's very much like, um, as I mentioned, how you can have personal crises as an amateur actor as well as a professional actor. The same uh, greed... Envy, jealousy, um, star-fucking, star-gazing type of shit goes on at the amateur level as well. When I broke the news to the cast, they're just like, Step aside, Jonathan! Here I come! You know, people clamoring for my spot. Nigga trying to take my place. Trying to take my place. Nigga trying to take my place. I think I heard like some emo rapper thinking about that. He's trying to take my place. Motherfucker trying to take my place. Granted, I did quit. But anyways, the drama teacher's like, Jonathan, no, don't do it, don't do it. You know, or I don't know what he did. He said, you know, I understand if you got to go, but you're really letting it down. Or I don't know, it gave me some fucking guilt trip. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to get your ass fired. So I came back and I did the production. And man, I was I dynamite. Hot diggity. I was able to pull through. It was a success. Is there a doctor in the house? I believe was the name of the play. Wow. So yes, there's been some trials and tribulations in my day as a actor, thespian extraordinaire. And, you know, coming out of high school, you know, you do the college. I went to theater school, studied it extensively and further in college, you know, acting, Schmacting, doing all that shit. Get out there into the real world and, you know, auditioning for plays, short films, film, whatever. Starting my own sketch comedy troupe, doing my own productions, writing my own scripts. They never went anywhere, you know. But hey, you have to try. Gotta play to win, baby. Then I started doing stand up comedy, right? And again, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. You know what I mean? One step forward, two f- steps back. You get booked for a gig. Wow, you made $600 in a weekend. Holy schmoly. Then you blow it all at the fucking strip club. 600 bucks? How many lap dances did I get? You know, drunk and high out of your mind, throwing money at strippers and shit. <sighs> Not exactly proud of it. But, uh, you know, these are the trials and tribulations of the stand-up comedian, the actor. And as I reflect on all these dalliances and, uh, you know, hickory dickory dock, to and fro, stop and go, you know, the whole rhyme, ragged ramifications of it all. When I reminisce on these moments, the romance. I know it's a little late for Valentine's Day, February 21st today. But the romance of it all. There were really some lovely times, man. You know, when times in a career when everything's new, you know, and you're working on a play and the smell of the wooden stage and the dusty, dank stench of the theater curtains. And strutting up and down them boards, going over lines, laughing, crying, debating, 
What is the meaning of this play? What do you think? Well, I don't know what I think. I think what Shakespeare was trying to get at when he wrote those words. You know, you get into these philosophical debates on the material with your fellow thespians. Going out for drinks. Oh, this was quite a trying rehearsal. Let's go to the pub and get a Guinness. What say we go get ourselves a Guinness? We've been rehearsing very hard. Oh, yes. So you go around the pub and you're talking about fucking Moliere and fucking Tartuffe and, I don't know, fucking Bridget Jones' diaries. I don't fucking know Arthur Miller. You know, and sitting around having cigarettes. <sighs> Here's to the theater. Ephemeral. Ephemeral. <laughs> you know? Just the fucking romance of it all. And you're wearing a scarf, you know. Actors and their scarves and hers. Oh, I say, hey, I'm a thespian. This is what I am. And his oh, yes. You know, you're feeling really artistic and you're really expressing yourself, you know. The romance of it all, folks, I mean, really are some moving moments, you know, and you order a pizza or you go out for dinner with the cast, it's like a little extended family, and you all have the same uh, mission, you know, like, I'm a weirdo, they're a weirdo, we're doing like weirdo things on stage, and if we can charge the buying public a pittance to come see us tap dance for them. What a beautiful life. And as I mentioned, the the romance of stand-up comedy, you know, getting drunk and high, throwing money around at the strip club, you know, snorting coke, you know, waking up in fucking hotel rooms, you know. <laughs> I mean, not exactly proud of it. Romantic nonetheless. Well, the romance today is still alive. Where I am now is um, more accountability, you know? Um, diet and exercise. Keep the body healthy. Keep the body fit. You know, that means setting a bedtime, going to bed on time, you know? Read yourself a little bedtime story, hit the hay. Clean living, you know, no drinking, no smoking, no straight east-west coasting. Um, putting together projects for yourself, whether it be a film project or a stand-up comedy tour or a stand-up comedy project. DIY, do-it-yourself, self-starter. The romance is still in bloom, folks. And... Um, I don't know. I guess where I sit, February 21st, 2022. 21, 2, 22. February 21st, 2022. Where I sit as an actor, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Very grateful. In the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this hysteria, hyperbole, mumbo-jumbo pandemic. I'm, I'm in more love than I've ever been. I've never loved what I did. I've never wanted to fuck a microphone more than I've ever wanted to in my life. I'm in love with performing. The romance is still alive. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor, stand-up comedian, extraordinaire. Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. How's your health? How are you feeling these days? Listen. Here we are, pandemic 2022. People up and down about blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. 
your health. Common sense. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Your health. So, one thing that I've been focusing on, I guess really my entire life, has been like that motto. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. And as I aforementioned, of course, you know, you get caught up in the drugs and the alcohol, you know, when you're trying to be an artiste or whatever. And, you know, you're not always living the healthiest. You're going to Burger King, McDonald's, you know, and they're scarfing down a fucking two junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's, drunk and high in the middle of the night. I mean, come on. Not a saint, and I'm not exactly proud of this behavior, this past behavior. But where I sit today, health, very important. So in the midst of all this pandemic mumbo-jumbo, mumbo-jumbo rigmarole, I've been finding myself um, just focusing on that basic concept. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Healthy living. Been eating right. Been working out. Had a workout this morning earlier. Skipped a little rope. Did some arm bell curls or dumbbell curls. Dumbbell curls. <coughs> Sit-ups. Dumbbell presses. Dumbo, dumbo, dumbbell presses. Got a little workout in. I also jog. I like jogging. I think jogging is a great form of... Well, obviously, it's a great form of cardio. It's a good way to keep the pounds down. I don't like jogging in a big city... I like getting it done early, early morning. So like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. tops. After that, there's just too many pedestrians, too many um, cars on the road. You want to go when it's somewhat peaceful, I believe. Otherwise, you're dodging pedestrians, dodging traffic. So I kind of woke up a little late this morning. I woke up around 8 o'clock. Generally, if I'm going to go for a jog, I try to bang it off 6, 6.30, 7 o'clock, nice and early. So I skipped rope instead. So, you know, I like to extend that to y'all during these times, during this early stage of 2022. We're still um, fresh in a new year and um, so much opportunity ahead with the working outs. I'm thinking about getting an easy bar. Have you seen these commercials? Those look pretty good. I think that actually would work. It's just like um, basically a, a bar. And uh, the bar can like unscrew. Think of like a broomstick. A broomstick with some elastic bands, basically. So it's like a broomstick with like some elastic bands on it. But it's really like a, you know, a nicely crafted workout bar with these tensor bands that have different amounts of weight. And it's like resistance training, you know? So you can like, you can do presses, you can do like pull-ups and dips and shit and, you know, a nice alternative to um, going to the gym. I also like working out at home. I had a gym membership last year, got befuddled and befucked due to COVID-19. The gym was always closing, reopening. They're heckling you for a fucking... Oh, do you have your fucking vaccine passport? <laughs> Up your ass about every little dang thing, right? So it got to the point where I'm like, yo, get out of my life. I had to cancel it, regrettably. I mean, it is nice going to a gym. But the benefit is, is like, you save time. You don't have to commute there. Just get it done at home. Bang it off. I'm one of those people where it's like, I enjoy the workout only so much. It feels good in the moment. It, it's not something I want to put any more extra thought into other than what is necessary. So it's a big win for me to be able to cut off that travel time, taking a bus or whatever, walk into the gym, like, fuck that. Let me just do it at home. So that really is a benefit for me in my workouts. So, you know, I got some dumbbells at home. I got a skipping rope. I got floor mats. So I do push-ups, sit-ups, dumbbell presses, dumbbell curls, jump rope, go jogging. And the next step, getting that fucking uh, easy bar. As I mentioned, you can get also different types, different knockoff types on Amazon. And I'm very much into the off-brand 
market. I mean, why pay for a brand name? If you can get something that's just as good, minus the brand name, save a couple bucks, why not? That is unless Easy Bar would like to sponsor JR the P. You know, imagine this mug selling Easy Bars late at night. Hey there, mate, for only $19.99, you can get yourself an Easy Bar. Why is a black man speaking like an Aussie man? I don't know. But if I can sell you some bullshit online, I'm going to do it. Buy it right now for a limited time. Only $19.95. The Easy Bar, mate. What do you know? What do you think? I rally the troops of JRP to petition uh, Easy Bar to get me sponsorship. I'll sell you fucking Easy Bar, mate. I can do it. So, I know. Who knows? The future's wide open. Get myself a workout. Get myself a sponsor. See? You never know, folks. Gotta stay optimistic. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been busting my ass in the workouts. Cooking. Cooking. Yeah. They go hand in hand. You know, you start working out more, and then all of a sudden you start, well, I gotta back this up with some healthy nutrition. Right? Right? I've been getting into the uh, smoothies. Yeah, I'll post a pic. I've been getting into these smoothies, man. Ooh, what a great uh, healthy breakfast snack. I'll I'll usually do it for like a breakfast. Tied me over for a while. Simple recipe, really. You know, I I bought this uh, blender, the blender I got. It's a great blender, kind of stylish too, with a nice red trim and stuff. Got it off of uh, Amazon for like 30 bucks. An Oster. They're uh, hmm, quite known in the blending blending game. You also get them at Walmart too for the same price, 30 bucks. Anyway, blend myself up a nice smoothie, healthy smoothie. I'll tell you my recipe. This is what I've been dinking around with lately. This is what I've been doing. I've been doing the uh, one cup ice cubes. One cup, one cup unsweetened almond milk. Don't really like the soy. You know, soy boy. I heard that soy gives you tits. You know, if you're a little bit of a itty titty bitty committee female out there, you might want to give soy a try. But I heard soy like gives you tits. So as a man, or at least as an aspiring man, such as myself, don't know if I want any tits, right? So. I've been on the almond milk. Plus, it tastes better, and it for me, I like the taste of almond milk better, and it doesn't have that weird grit, that weird uh, pulp that soy milk seems to have. I guess it's like the soy curd. So anyways, the recipes. One recipe is um, one cup ice cubes, One cup unsweetened almond milk. One cup frozen strawberries. One banana. Throw it in the blender. lid off and pour it Ah, fucking delicious very good another recipe is uh, pretty much the same thing one cup ice cubes one cup frozen bananas you know You want at least, if you're going to use two fruits, that's what I do. If you're going to use two fruits in a recipe, you want at least one of the fruits frozen to keep that smoothie-like consistency. Otherwise, it gets a little runny. So you want to keep some of the fruit frozen. That way it keeps that smoothie frozen consistency. So let me go back to that. Recipe number two. One cup ice cubes, one cup frozen bananas, one cup 
unsweetened almond milk, one large navel orange. That's an orange banana smoothie. So I don't know, think about it, folks. Try it out. Let me know what you think. <laughs> Whoever I'm talking to, um, <laughs> try it out. Um, you know, you got the frozen strawberry smoothie, and then you got the uh, frozen banana orange smoothie. Yeah, nice healthy alternatives. Also, uh, I've been dinking around with uh, some cooking. You know, this is a great recipe. I'll post a picture. It's like white, a bed of white rice with a little bit of soy topped with fried mushrooms, fried zucchini, fried olives, fried egg, and... Uh, some cut-up cherry tomatoes. Out of this world. And a little bit of hot sauce. Hot sauce! Mmm! Something else you don't know, know about me, real Rogan. I smoke rock. Mmm! Hot sauce! <laughs> Sprinkle a little hot sauce on it, too, right? Put some hot sauce on that motherfucker as well. Beautiful. You know? So... Whether or not you try these recipes, I mean, the smoothie recipe is pretty good. I mean, that's pretty standard. The one I just gave out, the uh, that's my own little mix, you know, bed of white rice, a little bit of soy sauce, fried mushrooms, fried zucchini, fried olives, fried egg, topped with some sliced cherry tomatoes. And a little bit of hot sauce. So, you know, very healthy, very filling, and very cheap. It's on the cheap. It's on the cheapity cheap, cheap, cheap. You know, eating good, eating good, eating like a king. Cheap. You know, so nice, clean, cheap, healthy living. Can't go wrong. It's fun. Decorating. Now, you know, just goes to show that, you know, once you start in the kitchen, I mean, where does it stop? I've been decorating a lot, too. Um, you know, one of my first comedic heroes was um, Fozzie Bear. Oh, waka, waka, waka. I was just grasping at straws. I was just trying to make sense of it all. Because, like, I mean, I never set out to be a comedian. I didn't really know. I don't know, I was just kind of drew, I was kind of just drawn to it. It's not like I had it in my head to be a comedian. And there was a period of time in my life where I remember, like, mainly as a child, eh, like I was a real young child, like, you know, like, five to ten in that age range. From the ages of five to ten, I'd hear quite a lot from people, you should be a, com you should be a comic, you should be a comedian, you should be a comic. I was like, what? Like Fozzie Bear? Like, he was, like, really my first reference of what a comedian was. Like, from the Muppets, Fozzie Bear. He's a comedian. I'm like, oh, he's a comedian, huh? So, so, like, what does that mean? Do I have to, like, wear a little bowler hat and, like, a fucking ascot or necktie? Like, even to this day, I mean, how do you really become a comedian? I know and I don't know and I have a lot of information. But it's really a unique journey. A journey like really no other. Teaches you a lot. Challenges you a lot. Tests you a lot. Going to have to have perseverance, due diligence, drive, stamina, resilience. You cannot fall victim to fear, anger, aggression. These are tenements of the dark side. Fear, anger, aggression. These are tenements of the dark side. Always what can't be done with you. Hmm. Oh, don't want to get on stage, you don't, huh? Can't deal with a heckler, you must, right? You know, it's not exactly easy. It's very much like uh, Jedi training. It's a complete mind fuck, you know? So, suffice to say, 
one of my first references in comedy was Fozzie Bear. People were like, you should be a comedian. And I was like, like Fozzie Bear? You know, I'm like, I'm like seven years old trying to work this thing out. I'm like, like Fozzie Bear? Is that what they say? They want me to be a Muppet? I didn't know what they're talking about, right? But I was like curious. Well, anyways, I always remembered that. And in my quest for decorating, I stumbled upon this very fetching vintage TV guide tin sign. I'll post a pic. Found this gorgeous Fozzie Bear. Waka, waka, waka. Hi, folks. Or however the fuck he sounds, right? And then you got Kermit. You know, it's not easy being green. Say, I'm Miss Piggy. There you go. It ain't easy being green. Oh, you motherfuckers are always bitching about the patriarchy. There's nothing wrong with the patriarchy. All right? Why don't you go, f- why don't you go fuck a lobster, all right? There ain't nothing wrong with being patriarchal, all right? Go fuck a lobster. It ain't easy being green. You know, I got, got this fetching Fozzie Bear... Kermit the Frog, uh, tin TV guide, sign. Nice, fun, little funky reminder to bring a little joy into the home. I don't know, you get bored, you got your credit card out, and you're on Amazon. Uh, what the fuck, 12 bucks, why not? Picked her up. So, you know, a little decorating for the home. I also picked up a beautiful wall cross. I'll post another pic. This is of my faith. You know, I am a Christian. Do unto others as you will have done unto you. A religion of forgiveness. Christ love. You know, that's what I strive to be about. Forgiveness. It's a religion of forgiveness. Christ love. And this beautiful wall cross, um, depicts the story of Jesus, his birth in the manger, you know, his his mother and father, you know, Joseph and Mary, they're trekking through the fucking desert, you know, she's like, I gotta take a shit, oh no, wait a minute, I'm pregnant, oh my god, he's coming, he's coming, I'm about to give birth, they're like, oh my god, what are we gonna do, so like, they, they go to this, away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. I love you, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky. And stay by my bedside till morning is nigh really tugs at the whole of the heartstrings. You know, when you when you truly love Jesus and you want to love your fellow man and do unto others as you have done unto you yourself, really tugs at your heartstrings, I'm telling you this. Wall cross, beautiful. Depicts the story of Jesus. You know, he's in that fucking mangy old manger. You're getting fucking flea bitten, you know. Man, he did it for our sins, you know. Hell of a guy, even as a baby. There he is, and uh, you know, you know. And then there's another story when he's on the boat, and you know, everyone's like freaking out. Oh my God, the boat's gonna crash! What are we gonna do? You know, <laughs> spring breaks over. Uh, you know what? What the hell? Jesus, is like, would you all just shut up? And he like commands the ocean to shut up. Calm down. Everything goes still. So Jesus like tamed the wild rapids in that one story. Then there's another story when he turned, like, water into wine and, you know, he took a couple fish bones and a scrap of bread and he made a feast. However the hell he did that. As I mentioned, I also, I've also been cooking. So, however he did that, I don't know. you got to get him on MasterChef. Jesus. That would be an interesting episode. What the fuck are you doing, mate? Don't be fucking around in my kitchen. Oh my god. You call that fucking wine? You call that fucking unfucking believable? I'm sick of this shit. Jesus is like, well, would you shut up? And all of a sudden, whoo, oh my god. He created 2,000 loaves of bread and 
800 liters of wine and fish galore out of nothing. Gordon Ramsay, Master Chef. That'd be an interesting episode, Jesus. Of course, this isn't on the cross. This isn't on the cross, the wall cross that I'm talking about. Anyway, Jesus, he's just turning water into wine and, you know, doing his little tricks. Then there's like the crucifixion and the resurrection. You know, you see a triumphant Jesus with his arms like, yeah. And, you know, and it's such a beautiful story because here's a man who came to earth that did nothing but good, everything right. And he was hated for it. He was hated and lied upon. And he was convicted of crimes that were trumped up and false. And he was murdered in a very barbaric fashion, an execution, a crucifixion. And these horrible people that took joy in it, in their own ugliness and wrongdoing. Then he died and then he rose again. The resurrection. So, while I work on my relationship with Christ, I definitely strive to live a Christ-love lifestyle. Do unto others as you will have done unto you. And it's a religion of forgiveness. You have to forgive your family. You have to forgive your friends. You know, you got to forgive the Sopranos. A lot of people didn't like the ending of that episode. I recently got into The Sopranos like maybe a year or two ago and I watched all of them and then you get to the end and it's a real fucked up ending. Well, you got to forgive them. They know not what they do. You think they would seeing as they created the damn fucking series. But, um, you know, you got to forgive your parents. You got to forgive your friends. You got to forgive The Sopranos. You got to forgive. It's a religion of forgiveness. Christianity. So anyways, decorating, beautiful decorations that I uh, have been uh, blessed with in my home as of late to go along with all the cooking I've been doing, you know? Oh yeah, back to the cooking for a second. Check this out. I'm at the grocery store. I'm at the till. I have my groceries. I'm checking out and boop, boop, boop. Hey. What's going on with those soup cans? I bought two soup cans. They were advertised $2 a can. You know, like Campbell's Chunky Soup? It's quite a bit of soup. Quite a bit of soup for your buck. Right? But I thought they were on sale. The sign said $2 a can. They're charging me $3 a can. I was like, hey, what's going on? Usually I don't like to pipe up. I'm pretty on point with my shopping. Just get it. Let's go. Wrap it. Let's go. But hey, if I could save a dollar. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic for crying out loud. Granted, it is orchestrated. Um, hyperbole, exaggerated hysteria. I mean, it's it's a crafted crisis. But come on. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, if I could save a buck, I might as well. I was like, hey, what's going on with that fucking soup can? Why are you charging me three bucks? They're on sale for two. Well, a young boy behind the till, he goes, Oh, sorry, fam. Oh, shit, sorry, fam. Uh, fam. Shit. Well, I don't know. You want to come with me? We'll go take a look. So, okay, no problem. I go with him. We go to, like, take a look at the soup in the soup aisle. He didn't even know where the soup aisle was. Fucking. But he was a, he was a really nice guy, you know what I mean? But it's like, for God's sakes, you know what I mean? He's like, okay, over here. I was like, no, the soup aisle's over here. Want me to do your... You don't even know where the soup aisle is? I wasn't going to get on his case about it. He was a pretty nice kid. I guess he's just learning the ropes. And I'm like, the, the soup the soup aisle's over here, you doofus, right? So I take him. We go and we look and he goes, oh, sorry, fam. Uh, sorry, fam. The soup is um, $2 per can, but in multiples of 4 
Multiples of four? You gotta buy soup in the multiples of four to get the discount? I gotta buy eight cans of soup to save a dollar? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to start a soup kitchen. I'm trying to buy a can of soup, for crying out loud. Who the fuck's gonna buy eight cans of soup to save a dollar? What kind of a fucking deal is that? Multiples of four? What, am I competing with the female orgasm? Multiples of four? Who the fuck buy... Eight cans of soup to save a dollar? Is what you're telling me? Like, think about it. You know how soup works, though, folks. I mean, come on, soup. How good is it? It's a fleeting sense of goodness, you know? There you are Monday morning. What am I going to have for dinner? I don't know. Monday evening shows up. What are you going to do? I'll have a can of soup. So then you have a can of soup for dinner. Then Tuesday rolls around. Well, fuck it. I might as well have another can of soup. By the time Wednesday shows up, you never want to fucking think about soup ever again. I only needed two cans of soup. What am I going to do with eight cans of soup to save a dollar? Granted, this stuff does hold. You know, you buy a can of soup, the expiration date's like fucking three years into the future. So, but still, you know what I mean? Multiples of four? Eight cans of soup to save a dollar? Unfucking believable. So I'm just like, oh, whatever, buddy, no problem. I've been on my cooking game lately anyways. I'll just cook myself dinner. I don't have to pour it out of a can. Not that he cared. It's not like I was threatening the kid, you know? Like, all right, you little fucker. I'm not buying the soup. But it's not like he cared or I was threatening him. Actually, I wound up buying the soup anyways. I just didn't buy full, I just didn't buy eight cans of it. I was like, okay, I'll pay the extra dollar if I must. And I just bought two cans. I might have it for dinner tonight, actually. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Quick sip of water, balls. Don't mind me, balls. I'm going to make this one brief. Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Hi, everyone. I'm Justin Trudeau. Hi, everyone. I love blackface. Hi. Hi, everyone. I pretend to be gay just to get votes. Justin Trudeau. The sunny ways are over, Trudeau. All right? You and your sunny ways and your fucking... Makes me sick to my stomach, Justin Trudeau. Quick, everyone. Quick, everybody. Into the sewer, into the sewer, quick, hide, the truckers are coming, the truckers are coming, ah. Justin Trudeau, well the latest thing with this punk, he uh, invoked the War Measures Act, or the Emergency Measures Act. In all due respect... It's just getting to the point with this pandemic that it's like hysteria, hyperbole, overreach, government overreach. And we have to come back to a sense of common sense, a common sense, a common understanding, a common decency. So while I don't quite know if it was the Emergencies Act or the War Measures Act, I've heard conflicting things about it. I heard on one hand people saying it was never invoked, but then I've heard people say that it was invoked during the FLQ terrorism situation of the 70s with uh, Trudeau Sr. I actually recall reading about that in high school. So on one hand, people are saying it's a unprecedented thing that's never been done in our history. And yet on the other hand, it has been. But then again, in that situation, it was literally during a terrorist terrorist um, situation with the FLQ. I really don't know. All I know is it's like I'm sick of the talk about it. And I'm sick of the governmental overreach and the sterile, academic, heady, cerebral fucking BS of it all. What about the common sense? In a democracy, 
you have a right to elected representation. That's what we agree upon. The society elects representatives to enact our wishes in parliamentary procedures to whatever, come up with the laws, enforce the laws, put forward the bills, speak to the voice of the people, elected representation. And when you don't agree with elected representation and the way your government's going, it is your right within a democracy to protest, peacefully protest. How else are you supposed to express your dislike for the things that go on in your society as a legitimate member, a tax-paying member, a voice in your society. We all have the right to voice our opinions. And if you don't like it, that's exactly how it is. You protest peacefully. You get your voice heard. You show up to the parliament. You show up to where you need to show up to and peacefully state your case in public. Hey, I want to be heard on this. That's like the definition of democracy. But no. Quick, everybody, into the sewer. The truckers are coming. The truckers are coming. Those mean old truckers. Ah. I wear blackface. Deo. It's a deo. Daylight come and me one go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. A little weasel. That fucking cupcaked mimbo makes me sick to my stomach. So it's like I don't even I don't even care to research. Is it the War Measures Act and or is it the Emergencies Act and was it really invoked one time in our history or wasn't invoked? Some people say it was never done. It's unprecedented. Some people say I guess it's a reflection of the not a reflection but a. They, they pair it with him trying to answer to his father, stand for him to measure up to his father in a sense. Because apparently his father invoked those War Measures Act during the FLQ crisis, terrorist crisis in the 70s. I don't really know. I'm just sick of the fucking cerebral book-fucked, heady, dumb-dumb, dickhead, dilettante, fucking egghead, ignoramus nature of the whole damn thing. Come back to some common sense. We are within our rights in a democracy to speak up. And just because you want to play, I guess the popular phrase that I hate to use, because I hate cheap popular phrases, but... The word salad that people are fucking with is like, oh, it's an occupation. Just because you call it these fucking word games and you're playing fucking Scrabble with people's um, intentions and their rights, you know, oh, it's a occupation. No, it's a peaceful protest, which is completely necessary for the true operation of a democracy. You and your little fucking word salad playing boggle with my fucking liberties and freedoms. Makes you sick to your stomach. Quick, everyone. The truckers are coming. They're occupying our streets. They're breaking the law. I'm going to invoke the War Measures Act. I'm going to seize their bank accounts. I'm going to, you know, drum up a bunch of unlegislated legislature on cryptocurrency I'm going to run this country like a fucking dictatorship because I love you hi everyone Justin Trudeau fucking niggers I mean uh, I, I, I love everybody blackface I mean uh, uh... getting caught up in this fucking politic. I don't even care that he did the whole blackface thing or the, you know, the little joke I did there with the racial epitaph. But, like, he is just such a fucking swarmy dildo, you know? Poor little rich boy. And the stupid comments. He called a fucking um, Jewish MP, uh, 
you know, we're going to stand on the side of people that respect the science and, um, <laughs> and if you want to stand with the side of people that um, support swastikas, then that's up to you. <laughs> Did you just call that Jewish woman a fucking Nazi sympathizer, you fucking ignoramus? And here's another thing about Trudeau that makes me sick to my stomach. You know, whenever you see like comparisons of um, presidents, it's like they age rapidly, you know, Obama in office and like, you know, what was it, 2004? Was it 2004? Whatever the fuck he took office, 2008? Yeah, I guess 2008. Um, Obama when he takes office in 2008, I think, and uh, you know. You know, he's a healthy-looking black man. And then by the end of it, he's looking like fucking Scatman Crothers. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, ain't nothing but a little kitchen. Come on, Doc. We call 15 legs of lamb. You got the shining to you, boy. A Negro cook. You may have got that joke if you remember Scatman Crothers from... Uh, the Shining and other Scrapman Crothers experiences. But you know how, like, you know, they say that, like, terms in office age a politician? Trudeau's getting more beautiful by the minute. Makes me sick to my stomach. Have you seen him lately? Looking gorgeous. This man's getting more beautiful by the second. And the country's going to hell in a handbasket. Quick, everyone. Into les How's my hair? <sighs> Makes you sick to your stomach. So anyway. All I can say and all I can do is like, I had a, I planned to read an article from a news source, but it's a bunch of word salad to quote a heinous quote. To use a popular slogan, which is just, ugh, makes me, makes my stomach wretch. But it is, just word salad, just, fuck off. It's a democracy, is what it comes down to. So, peaceful protest, peaceful assembly, standing for our rights, standing for your rights. The government isn't this institution that lives on an ivory tower that commands with omnipotence and age-old wisdom via remote control, you know, while us peasants do the grunting and the lifting and the drudgery and the driving of trucks and other essential services. The government are a bunch of dildos and pantsuits and fucking loafers and belts and buckles that every lunch hour walk into a mahogany bathroom stall, whip down their trousers and skirts and squat a $40 dump on the tax dollar dime from the fucking ritzy titsy $40 lunch they chalked up some fucking restaurant with their vax port of course so fuck them we need to come back to common sense and it is your right to peacefully protest the government we don't work for the government it's the other way around the government works for us we are the government and it's just sickening but we can't be mad by this. We can only just continue to voice our opinion. And with the help of God, we shall persevere. It's really not that big a deal. You know, these dildo ignoramuses want to incite fear into your heart and we're going to take your job and we're going to cancel this and you must do this and you must do that. Da, 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 da. They have no power. It's a desperate attempt 
and um, it can only go so far. And we're on the side of good. We're on the side of freedom. We're on the side of Christ love. Do unto others as you will have done unto you. We're on the side of common sense. They're just living in darkness, in fear. We're going to make it. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 21st in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah. Um, Trudeau and the War Measures Act or the Emergencies Act whatever the fuck you want to call it. Eh, whatever. Another day at the office. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, my own website, jonathan-ramtran.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? The best is yet to come. Peace. Ha <laughs>